Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, it's been a little while. I missed you, Franco. Did you miss? Did you miss the the listeners? Did you miss the Punch Maniacs? I missed none of them. I I didn't miss them at all. No, of course. It's always fun to get together and chat some boxing, but there really hasn't been that much. I mean, we had the Canelo pay per view. Uh, right. You were in you were in Vegas, living it up, having having a good time. Pissing of it. my money away in Las Vegas, doing shows at Brad Garrett's. So I didn't get to see all that. I did watch, you know, the replays and learn that John Ryder is tough. Yep. And uh, Canelo is better. So I didn't have to spend the $70 to figure that out. I knew that going in and uh, we missed that. So, but yeah, welcome back. Thank you for, you know, joining us again. Thanks for subscribing. We certainly appreciate it. We do have, you know, some action to take care of from this weekend. Top Rank had a fun card topped by Janabek Ali Kamanali. Wait, let me let me try that one more time. I'm going to let you drown. <laughs> Janabek. Aleem Kanali, Kanali, Kanuli, 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 Aleem Kanuli. That's what I'm going to go with. Janabek Aleem Kanuli was the main event, and he did not disappoint. I'll say that that was fun, and the this whole card was pretty fun. So uh, we're going to break down all the action from this top rank card. It had real titles on the line, unlike some PBC bullshit that went on this weekend. <laughs> and yeah, I'm ready to get into it. Let's do it. Jason Maloney, 32 years old, coming in at 25 and 2, versus Vincent Astrolabio, 26 years old, coming in at 18 and 3. <laughs> Now, here's what I'll say to the fans that were uh, at this fight. You got to see a really good fight, and you were booing. I didn't get it. Not all fights can just end in a one-punch knockout like the fight that was before this, all right? This was a good fight of a puncher that basically refused to punch the whole fight. I could not believe the stat that they said he outthrew Maloney at the end of this. Whether the ticker was broken on his side or whatever, I don't, throwing your hands up in front of your face to block punches is not uh, throwing a punch. Maybe that's what they were counting, Franco. By the end of this, I thought the only way this was going to end was Maloney unanimous decision. You know, as this fight kept going on, because I was like, they keep saying, oh, he's a puncher, and he just wasn't throwing enough punches. In the last round, he was comically just throwing uppercuts, abandoned the jab, abandoned everything except for the uppercut. Like, he was like, you know, trying to throw the, the cartoon-type uppercut. And Maloney, what is he, just supposed to stand there and take it? No, he was moving and landing the jab, landing the one-two you know, doubling up on the jab, did everything he knew he needed to do in this fight and executed his game plan perfectly. Yeah, I thought Estrelabio actually didn't look that bad in the middle of the fight. Now, first two rounds, it was very clearly Maloney. Uh, and then after that, there, you know, there was enough back and forth. But yeah, towards the middle of the fight, I want to say... Maybe like the seventh round, it was like the second half of the fight where the crowd really just started laying in with the booze every chance they got. And there were moments of inaction where there just wasn't a lot of throwing. Maloney was going backwards a lot uh, towards that second half of the fight. But also, I get it. Like, he was winning the fight. 
He was getting the points. A win is a win at the end of the day. And we've seen other fighters that have really good defense and kind of pick and choose their shots. Tank Davis just did that and got an awesome win over Ryan Garcia. And unfortunately, you know, the crowd was really laying in with the booing. It did kind of take me out of the fight a little bit where there was a couple of moments where I was like, yeah, you haven't thrown a punch for 10 seconds. You haven't thrown a, a good punch for 15 seconds. But then once they did start throwing again, it, it I don't know that it deserved booing. We've seen more boring fights than what was going on with this one. Yeah, Estrelabio threw caution to the wind at the end when he just went for, for gold and just started going for the knockout because he knew he was down on the card. So I, I could appreciate that too. But it, it wasn't the greatest fight ever, but I don't think that it deserved the booze that it was getting. Yeah, I it just seemed ridiculous to me because we've sat through fights that have deserved nothing but booze and didn't get it. You yeah. know, like when we watched Rosado versus Daniel Jacobs, like that was a snooze fest. Like that was such a piece of shit fight that maybe I've just become numb. And this fight just seemed like a medium paced, uh, to quote Adam Sandler, you know, just a medium paced, good boxing match, you know, where you had the guy who knew exactly what he had to do. His footwork was fantastic throughout this fight. Astralabio would keep trying to back him into the corner and he'd sidestep, land the jab and get out of there. It was, I wouldn't say for people who just only love KOs that Maloney is your guy, but if you like a guy who's got <laughs> a lot of tools in his toolbox, Jason Maloney is certainly the one to check out. I did a little research after this because I thought the 114-114 was a BS score. Would you agree with me or you thought that you could see that happening? No, I couldn't. I mean, I would be curious to hear what his argument was, but I don't know how he could have gotten that score. I found out that the judge who scored at 114-114, his family was attacked by kangaroos, and they were all dressed as koalas. Um, oh, breaking news. And, yeah, and <laughs> so these kangaroos that were dressed as koalas, they were throwing boomerangs and fosters uh, <laughs> at, at his family. And uh, while they were listening to uh, Men at Work. So <laughs> I think that that stuck in his head and he's never been able to uh, really forgive an Australian. And even he couldn't even say that Maloney was losing this fight. You know, he was like, all right, I'll give him a draw, but that's the best I can do. That was like every bad Australian American <laughs> stereotype. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was all in there. <laughs> just crocodile dundee and dingoes <laughs> were missing like everything else was there uh yeah it, i i don't know how he got that score it was kind of silly it was cool to see uh, maloney get the vacant wbo bantam weight title i don't know it was it was a good fight it wasn't the greatest fight ever definitely wasn't deserving of booze but i'm looking forward to seeing maloney again astral uh, labia or whatever his name was right <laughs> He might pop up again, but uh, I know we're definitely going to see Maloney again, and I'm looking forward to it. I I love seeing a belt on the line, and yeah, let, let's keep it going. Can't wait to see him uh, pop up again on our radar. Janabek, Aleem Kanuli, 30 years old, coming in at 13 and 0, versus Stephen Butler, 27 years old, coming in at 32, 3 and 1. Now, for anybody that was waiting for the highlight reel knockout, this was this was the fight. If you're at home and you are, you know, wherever you're listening to the podcast and you haven't watched this knockout, just YouTube 
uh, Stephen Butler KO because it's a lot easier to spell than Janemek <laughs> Alim Kanuli. Stephen Butler with a V. Stephen Butler KO. It's it's dynamite, dude. Stephen Butler was trying to play it smart in that first round. He was trying to figure out his distance. He was working his jab. Uh, Janemek was just patient. He's just like eh, this. I'm I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And he was patient. You'll never catch this dude reaching. Like, I haven't seen a ton of his fights, but he never overextends either physically or sometimes when you overreach, when you get too far over that front foot, that's when you get lit up. In the second round, he decided the distance and just landed this crisp right uppercut right to the jaw. And I couldn't believe that Butler was able to stand up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Certainly, he looked like a crazy cartoon character on his feet he almost looked like he was doing the tire drill at a football practice you know like his legs were going up way too high he just looks so over exaggerated but i'm sure his brain was just like all right uh you know this is not a drill let's try to keep this asshole on his feet you know like let's let's do all we can legs what do you got oh we got we got this high step move we could try to do and you know they just tried to keep him in there after the second knockdown, I was like, all right, it's time to call it. This ref, which, you know, I've seen him ref plenty of big fights. I don't know whether he was just like, oh, this 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 last kid's shot at a at a title. Let me give him one more try. But then yeah, the, the third time he was down, the ref was like, All right, I I tried to give you a chance, buddy. You you just weren't uh you weren't in it tonight. Ref obviously bet on rounds four, five, six because <laughs> I agree a million percent. He definitely should have stopped the fight after that. One, second two, three, I mean. No, it was no, KO it was two. A, yeah, it was but I'm saying the ref wanted to keep it going. Oh, right. Because no, he had okay. it for letter in the fight. Yeah. I'm not good at squiggly numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how he didn't stop it. Like it felt like it was irresponsible on the referee's part where he let it keep going. And this dude clearly did not, he didn't have his legs under him. He didn't have his wits about him. It was a dangerous situation. Now the first knockdown uh, for anybody that didn't see it, it was a left uppercut and then a left, hook left and, uppercut. Yeah. And then another left uppercut and then another left hook. And then, then it was, it was like, he only knew one combo. He's like, a B, a B, a B. And, and lit him up. He goes down in ridiculous fashion. Gets up. Good for him. Gets knocked down again. But yeah, it, it shouldn't have kept going. But I will say, the thing for me that was most impressive, last time that we saw uh, Janabek, he fought uh, Denzel Bentley. That one went the, the distance. It was a unanimous decision. And it wasn't the his best fight. He didn't look great in that fight. And so for him to come out and just be this destroyer of worlds and completely just pick this dude apart was spectacular. It's what we wanted to see. It's what's going to get him big fights. And it's what he needs to do. And in the last fight, I don't know if he was just playing it safe because it was his first title defense or what was going on. But this was so much more exciting. Anybody who didn't see this knockdown, definitely all you need to see is the three knockdowns and, and you'll get your fill because it was glorious. Yeah, it was pretty great. And to your point where you said, like, this is what he needed to get another big fight. I've actually heard the other argument where his unanimous decision, they were saying, well, maybe now some of these 160 pound champs won't be afraid to fight him now that he's just gone the distance. Um, so maybe that was his ploy in the last one and still nobody signed. Uh, this this dude's a badass. You know, like Demetrius Andre vacated the title because he's like, well, there's no money in fighting him. But there was no money in fighting any of his other mandatories either. 
but he took all those mandatories. This guy comes along. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm moving up and wait. So I thought that that was a chicken shit move. You know, he complained all the time that nobody will fight him. And then he pulls the same shit on Janabak. Eat shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's tiresome when you use that argument for years. And I was on your team. Like, all right, yeah. Why won't anybody fight him? And then the first mandatory that gives him a real challenge, he's like, well, I'm out of here. You know, yeah. so eat shit. Janabak has got some big things ahead of him. I don't know what uh, Butler's got going on for him, but it's not a WBO title because because <laughs> uh, that seemed pretty secure. Like, but this was, yeah, it's a fun fight. Go to YouTube, just uh, search Stephen Butler KO, and you'll get the goods right there. It's fun. Yeah, the only thing that I think will help Janabek get a bigger fight is uh, switching that horrible nickname. Kazakh style? It sounds too much like Gangnam style or something. I am not down with it. I think we need to change it. Uh, Destroyer of Worlds? Anything. But Kazakh style? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it I love much every second of it. I love every second of it. <laughs> If Psy would do play his entrance music and change <laughs> just the words to Kazakh style. Open I, Kazakh I, style. <laughs> yeah, I would love that shit. And if he walked down the, the center of the ring, oh, no. the gun comes out like that. <laughs> tell me you wouldn't show up for that shit. That would be so wonderful. So stupid over the top. Maybe they even play Gungam style on Mariachi's. <laughs> uh, and just change the lyrics to uh, Kazakh style. I'm in 100%. That would win me over. everyone thank you so much for joining us again this week we certainly appreciate it we had some fun this weekend that like i said that card was fun from top to bottom there was nothing that i was like oh this is great but there was it was just good kind of background boxing i thought our guy javier martinez was on the undercard call my guy because he's from just up the street from chicago in milwaukee and they fought to a draw and at the end of it, usually I'm like, pick a winner, man. This is bullshit. At the end of that, I was like, you know what? A draw feels right. So yeah, uh, it fit the occasion and they fought to a draw. The only other thing of worth kind of mention was the punch of the night. I think it was Edwin Rivera with a one punch left that just knocked out the dude right before Maloney versus Estrelabio. Oh. Did you see that highlight? I did. Yeah, that was a great uh, punch. Although that was I- incredible. I do have to disagree with you as far as the only thing to mention. Uh, the guy who fought Javier Martinez, Joe Sean James, I don't know if he's going to hear this or not, but those were some of the greatest waves I have seen on a dude's head in years, maybe since before COVID. I don't know how long he had the do-rag on to get everything perfect, but he showed out with that hair. Good for him. I think it helped him get the draw. Like the judges were like, the one scorecard was like way, way, way off. I think it was 79 73 or 80, there was one 72? that was like yeah like 80 72 i'm like who the fuck what fight was he watching it's a dude who appreciates good waves on a man's head is what it was <laughs> yeah I'm, lo- I'm looking up that score right now because that's i want to say it was 79 73 it was something like that yeah it was 79 73 you're right yeah uh, that's insane yeah i agree and then 75 77 that for uh, martinez and that feels right you know uh 70 70 76 76 definitely felt right so i'm so tired of shit judging like i really wish that they would just start posting the scores after every round so when we're in the crowd and we see a shit score go up there we can immediately let them know maybe with with a cold beverage or something uh (laughs) thrown at their their back like hey we don't enjoy that yeah there was definitely some bad refereeing bad judging there was boxing was definitely boxing this weekend um 
there was there was a couple of things and actually not on this card but on the showtime card uh your boy raleigh romero fritz's favorite boxer you heard it here first it's Fritz's yeah. favorite boxer, Raleigh Room. Both of us hate him. And, you know, like I talk shit about some fighters like Ryan Garcia or like Tank Davis, but I like actually don't like Raleigh Romero as a human, as a boxer, as a anything. I don't enjoy watching this dude. I did not tune in to the actual card, uh, but ended up pulling up some stuff later on because I did read a little bit about it, that there was a controversial ending and it was complete bullshit. Uh, Not only was Raleigh down on the cards, not only did he not have the greatest fight, the stoppage at the end, the guy who he was fighting against had just landed a couple of huge punches and then somehow they ended up stopping the fight and it, it was Tony Weeks. Tony Weeks is a good referee. I don't know if he had a bad night. Maybe he he got into some bad shellfish or something, but it was a highway robbery. Barroso was the the other fighter. And yeah, the stoppage was ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't watch it uh, because I just don't care for Rolando Romero. And like you said, we couldn't help but see the results. If you're on Twitter, PBC would not shut the fuck up about this one. So mm. I have a big uh, FU going out to PBC and to the WBA. How do you sanction a fight where the guy just crawled off the mat and got knocked out through the ropes in his last fight, but somehow he moves up and is now can challenge for the title? This shouldn't even have been a title eliminator. I've always said that the WBA is the fourth out of four belts because of their regular belts and all the bullshit this just further proves how right i am about the wba it's the worthless belt association i don't give a shit about your belts first second and third place all are like a's all right like on your report card they're a's all right and the fourth place that's the wba it's like a d minus it's like (laughs) who gives a shit i've always said fight who you want put on who you want i'll decide whether i'm gonna watch it and that was a card that i have showtime I always look forward to their cards. I love their broadcast team, but mm-hmm. I no interest in that bullshit fight. It was a farce from the start, and I wasn't going to give it any legitimacy by even watching it. I had zero interest, so I didn't I didn't catch any of it. I did, of course, just having any kind of boxing Twitter at all, you're gonna see the results. So I saw that, you know, he was robbed. I saw he got floored in the third. Yeah. By a dude. There's no way that dude's 40. You know what I mean? That <laughs> that dude's certainly older than me. But he was beating the shit out of Romero and he was up on all all the cards. Yeah, it was just the whole thing stinks. And that's I'd rather end on more of a, a happy note. So I'm done talking about WBA and PBC. F you guys. You gave a putting on that fight was a big F you to the fans. So I'm just saying F you right back. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. What Fred said. I agree. All of that. Screw all of them. Uh, and and it is a bummer because I do like Showtime stuff. I wish that their app was a little bit more user friendly. But other than that, yeah, it, it's kind of uh I wasn't even paying attention to it until all this stuff started popping up in social media. And I was like, ah, crap, I actually got to look at this just to see what all the fuss is about. But I don't know that he moves the needle enough that we're going to see him, uh, you know, or not see him in any kind of a capacity where we're going to have to watch. So right. not a, not a to, big deal. To spin it back to the positive side on Saturday morning ish or whatever, maybe it was Friday. I watched a replay of Red Owl Boxing in Canada, and I don't remember any of the fighters, but I do know that it was in their actual boxing gym, you know, like where they train and everything, where there was, 
you know, some decent bleachers set up. Maybe that's how it looks all the time. I don't know. It was fun, kind of local level guys. It was in Canada. So they, of course, they always bring in guys from Mexico to get beat up. And that's exactly what happened again in this card. But it was, it was just fun, evenly matched fights. Good announcing again. I, I forget this kid's name. I'll eventually get it right. It's Corey something, but he calls a really good fight. You know, knows how to volume control. The zone never does pitcher and pitcher. So <laughs> it was nothing but joy for me. And for anybody, I always hate going on shit rants because I love this sport. And the only time I get angry is when it doesn't love us back, you know, and gives us these big FU cards like the one that was going on for PVC. But uh, next week, it's all love, Franco. Yeah. It's all love, Franco. There is the two main events are undisputed title fights. It's going to come first. So I'll, I'll give you the, you know, Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron is for the 140 pound undisputed women's titles. And what's great about that for anybody that's not familiar with Katie Taylor, she has every belt at 135. Even the belts that nobody cares about, she's even got those ones. She's just an inc- incredible boxer. And she's moving up a, a weight to try to take on another challenge. And it's in Dublin. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to watch that fight. And then later on in the evening, we have on uh, top rank over at the MGM Grand, uh, Vasily Lomachenko versus uh, Devin Haney. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a banger. It is on ESPN pay-per-view, rightfully so. Like, both right. of these dudes are so good. So this is like a legitimate, you know, we complain all the time, like, why aren't the top guys fighting each other? These are top guys fighting each other, and this is what we want to see. This should be a great fight. I don't know how I'm going to bet on it. I think that Loma comes out and he'll be slow at first and then Loma's going to be Loma and could go for the kill. But Devin Haney fundamentally is so solid and so quick defensively. I I don't I don't know. This could go either way. I don't know that I can put money on it. I might as well just set it on fire in my backyard cuz it would probably do just as well as if I bet on this fight. Yeah, I just knew that I was going to take whoever the underdog was. You know, I want a little more return on my money and Loma was the underdog, so I took him. But I think it's just going to be a fantastic fight. If you guys are out there listening to this and you're like, "Uh, I'm not buying this pay-per-view. If you're only going to buy one pay-per-view, make it this one. Like this is for every belt at 135. This is the two real dudes at 135 all right now granted one guy should probably be fighting at 140 147 but he's got all the belts at 135 and if he still can make it down to 135 go ahead the other guy should probably have stopped fighting at 130 but he wanted more challenges he, he's like a throwback fighter that's just so goddamn good that didn't want the easy paydays he wanted to challenge himself so he kept moving up weight classes he's just an absolute joy to watch yeah like i said if you're only going to get one pay-per-view this year uh i'd make it this one yeah it should be great and i am definitely looking forward to it so yeah uh thank you everybody for for tuning in for coming back we missed everybody especially for it's he he's been lighting candles uh in memory of all of our listeners uh, hoping to be able to get back on the air with everyone. So, uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to next or this upcoming weekend of boxing. And we'll talk with everybody again next week. Make sure to like, subscribe, thumbs up, whatever you're podcasting. Smash platform. that like button, baby. Yeah, whatever whatever your platform has, go on ahead and click that. I know on Pandora, it's a little thumbs up thingy. Uh, I think Apple, I don't know, who cares about Apple? Does anybody even have Apple phones anymore, Fritz? That's the only one I do. <laughs> uh, so yeah if you're on apple leave a review that helps i don't know if you don't if you don't have anything else frank i'm throwing in the towel thank you for listening to punches and punchlines make sure to like subscribe and follow and we'll see you next week 
when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.